Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Parks. My name is Becky Dunlap. And this is Marissa Moravik, and we're your hosts for this weekly podcast. An evolving resource to help parks and recreation professionals raise the bar in their organizations so that they can make a positive difference in their communities. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Talk Parks. I am here with the lovely Marissa Moravec. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. How are you, Becky? I'm good. I'm good. So whenever you are listening to this episode, you know the episodes come out on Thursday. Thank you for tuning in. We are talking this evening. It's rather late. It's like past 9 o'clock Eastern time, 8 o'clock Marissa's time. But this is sometimes you just got to fit it in. Where it fits in, and we're we're doing what we can. And we thought that this was a timely episode because today we are talking about different tips and advice for going to conference. So next week is the National Recreation and Parks Association conference, and we've got a lot of other conferences coming up throughout the fall and early spring and winter coming up. And so we just thought it would be a good time to ask for your input. And we actually did that through the Women in Parks and Recreation Facebook group. And we got so much good advice. And so we want to share that through this episode today. And we kind of looked at some of the themes that we heard throughout this. Um, You know, there was over like 20 comments or so And we looked at these themes and we saw that there was one really around like networking and socializing and making connections. We saw that there was one around planning ahead and making the most out of those educational sessions. And then one around taking action. So bringing everything that you experienced during conference and actually doing something with it. So we know that this year is going to look very different, you know, so whether you're experiencing it, you know, from Um, your computer or going in person. Hopefully it will be memorable and hopefully these tips will help you um, to navigate the conference as best you can. So um, Marissa, do you want to start us off with kind of uh, talking about the networking piece and some different pieces of advice that you've heard or that you have around this? Of course. This is probably my favorite reason to go to conferences at this point in my career. I've been going to conferences of all sorts for about 10 years now. And so for me, um, things that we'll talk about later about implementing new ideas have kind of changed for me. Um, A lot of it for me is networking because I do feel like I have a pretty good handle on the content that we learn during sessions. So for me, networking is enormous. It's huge. It's one of my favorite reasons and things about conferences. So one of the first comments that we have from the Facebook comments is taking advantage of social and networking opportunities. So I remember back in 2016, I went to National Conference when it was in St. Louis. And there were so many amazing different networking events. There was one at the St. Louis Zoo 
There was one at Bush Stadium. There was an Illinois social. So it was the first night that I was there. So it kind of broke the ice. It kind of got you a little bit more comfortable being in a networking setting. So I highly recommend checking out to see if your state has its own social and then checking out to see what the other social opportunities are um, to get involved. Like I said, at the zoo, it was so cool. We went, we had this buffet and then we got to go check out all the cool animals, um, at Bush stadium, you know, we had drinks and nachos and things like that. And it was a really cool opportunity for me to get to meet executive directors in Illinois. So that was a really cool opportunity. So really take advantage of those. They're not only some of the coolest things, but they're a great way to kind of meet people in a different setting, a little bit more comfortable and more casual, a little bit more relaxed. You know, executive directors aren't wearing their executive director hats. They're wearing their normal people hats. So mm -hmm. I highly recommend attending those. Another would be friendships, connections, networking, and some of the most meaningful of the most, some of the most meaningful times. So again, just making sure that you spend that time with people. Again, the networking was really what was most important for me. I remember most of the sessions that I went to, but really meeting some of those executive directors, making friends, seeing some of my friends um, randomly in places. Like we were all getting lunch one day and I saw one of my friends from another park district grabbing lunch too. And so we ended up sitting together. We hadn't talked to each other since we worked together at the Northbrook Park District. So it had been a couple of years. So it was really good to randomly run into her and connect. Yeah. And then also breaking away from your agency and your friends to make new friends. So, and that's really hard. I mean, I typically consider myself an introvert, but I can be an extrovert in the right settings, you know, when I'm around people that I'm comfortable with. But for the most part, I consider myself an introvert. So it's definitely hard to get to know people that maybe you don't know, but this is a great opportunity to do that because everyone's in the same boat. Mm -hmm. What about well, you, Becky? Well, I love what one of the comments on this group said that around like this conference will be so exhausting and you will get no sleep and it's just part of it. And one, I don't function with no sleep, so that would not be good. Um, and like yourself, I'm an introvert probably on um, probably a little bit more so than you. I, I guess from, you know, just from our interactions and sometimes I would prefer just to stay in. And so I really have to push myself to get out there and socialize because my energy is just so depleted. Um, you know, meeting new friends, going up to people that I haven't met or that maybe I've heard about and like, I would like to meet that just, it takes a lot of energy and it does, it takes a lot of courage and it takes, um, just the willingness to meet new people. And so I think, you know, especially now after so long of like seeing the same people in your life or at work, now is a really great time if you are going to be in person to push yourself out of that comfort zone um, and meet new people. And so I know that um, YPAR, the Women in Parks and Recreation Group, is doing a meetup as well so that you can find out more information on that. But I, I think you're right that there's just so many different formal opportunities, but there's also informal opportunities to meet people. Like um, one idea was just to like go sit next to someone who is alone, maybe ready for the next session or sitting alone at lunch. I mean, sometimes people have to come alone because there's just not enough 
um, money or, you know, in the budget for multiple people in their agency to come to conference. And so they're there by themselves. And so that's a good opportunity if you're looking to meet new people, just to find somebody and ask if you can sit with them or discuss something. Um, and so I think kind of like along with a networking piece, just some other tips kind of in the networking, um, like similar to networking is that like the exhibit hall for me was always fun. Like they always do different socializing activities there, but it goes by way too fast. As in like, if you don't do it while it's open, it, the next time you go by, it might be closed. Like it seems like the time in which it's open is just so, so limited. So if that is something that you want to experience, which I think is really cool when it comes to like looking at new equipment for your parks and just seeing what's innovative and what's trending, I definitely make time for visiting the exhibit hall. Um, and then I think this piece is really, really important when it comes to those socializing events. But um, this is actually quoted, and this is um, from Donna Cuth, uh, who says, never compromise your professionalism. And there's a couple of different comments around that because when it comes to conference, I think it's kind of that opportunity to have fun and let loose and meet new people. And a lot of people do that with alcohol and, you know, just you're staying out really late. And I think if you've been to conference before, you've probably heard all of the different stories from other people who may have had too much fun. And so I just encourage you to be really responsible and intentional about kind of who you want to be during the conference. And even though it may be super fun and um, and it may feel like the best thing to do is just to kind of go out and spend all night out on the town and reality, you know, you're there to network, you're there to learn, you're there to take all of these great ideas back to your agency and you don't want to be, you know, hungover. You don't want to be too tired and not be able to really take advantage of, of what a great opportunity this is. So, um, I just thought that never compromise your professionalism was kind of an interesting way to another way of saying like, have fun, but don't have too much fun. For sure. I mean, you definitely, you're there to have fun and you're there to network. And some people do need a little bit of liquid courage to get them to open up and to meet people. But, um, being someone who now Becky and I were just talking right before the episode, my birthday was last week and now I'm a ripe 34 years old. Um, so I feel like an old lady, a seasoned lady. Um, but so I've been to many conferences and I've seen both sides of it. You know, I've had my fair share of fun. I've had times when I've attended sessions and I haven't felt very good. But I would say within the last five years of attending sessions, I've definitely pulled it back uh, or of, of attending conference, I've definitely pulled it back. I've um, seen that, you know, it's okay to have a couple drinks, but then feeling like trash the next day isn't so much fun. And now that I am older and staying more sober at these things, I am watching the younger professionals and thinking to myself, you know, down the line, if they were to come to me for an interview, especially like at state conference, at our IPRA state conference in January, you know, especially at your local conferences, you have to keep in mind that there's a good chance that you're going to be interviewing with someone who's going to see you make a fool of yourself. So 
I have seen one too many young professionals make a fool of themselves. Thankfully, I can't think back at any times when I've done something that totally humiliated myself, but it's never fun to go to a session the next day and not feel very good. Um, they get some of the best speakers to come speak to us at these conferences, and you want to make sure that you can take advantage of that and feel your best. So, um, And then the one last little tip that we have for networking is bringing business cards, um, making sure that I can't tell you how many times, um, and I really should get better about keeping business cards on me at all times, but I've been in a meeting or a conference or something like that, and someone says, you know, hey, do you have a business card? And I'm like, well, shoot, I don't. Um, so just a note, you know, even outside of conference, always keep business cards with you. If you're going to be going to a meeting that's with other agencies or something like that, make sure you've got business cards on you. So um, I think that's about it for the networking. Did I miss anything? No, I, I think you covered it. I think we're good to move on to planning ahead, which is really all around how do you make the most out of the educational sessions? Because there's a lot on the agenda. And it's there's, I think, common mistakes or assumptions. And what we heard from many of you who contributed to this thread is um, things that you wish you would have known. And so I think the first place to start is really around like, what should you bring? What should you wear? So we heard that the conference rooms get cold. So bring a sweater, wear comfortable clothing. You're going to be walking around all day long. So don't wear your fanciest outfit. Like don't wear your most uncomfortable shoes. Like make yourself comfortable, make yourself able to enjoy and like an experience everything that there is by just like making yourself comfortable. Um, I think it is, I believe it is a policy this year to be wearing a mask for the safety of yourself and others. Um, so definitely make sure that you have one that's comfortable and then to bring a refillable water bottle as well. So just stay hydrated, eat good food, take care of yourself and just be ready for a whole day of learning. Cause it's a lot. Um, and then like once you're actually in the session, Marissa, what I'm curious, the next one is, should you bring a notepad or a tablet? Like, do you keep paper notes or digital notes? I feel like I know the answer for you. Well, so I'm about 94 years old on the inside. Um, I always bring a notepad and a pen. Um, I brought my laptop a couple years ago. Um, I think I brought my laptop because I had to do like I had to do a bunch of work stuff when I was up in my room in between sessions anyway. So I brought my laptop with and that was good because I could quickly type notes. But that was a beast to lug around with me from session to session. Um, so I would not recommend bringing your laptop with you. I think if you want to bring a tablet because you can type easier, take notes faster, then great. Um, you know, save it right into a document. Whereas I like to take notes and actually it kind of encourages me to take a look at those notes when I get back because then I also type them up. And we have to do um, conference summary sheets for our agency. So it can be a double-edged sword. Um, you know, if you type it right in, some people literally fill out their conference forms while they're sitting in the session. Um, and some people type them. But I prefer to use a notepad um, and 
um, write everything down. And Becky, I have a feeling you are the opposite because you're cool, hip, and with technology. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think I would probably enjoy having a tablet just because the notes that I take are so messy. They're just chicken scratch. And so by the time I, even if I were tr to try to type up notes, which I actually have never done, um, I've tried, but I've never ended up doing it. I know. I know. Oh I just, gosh. I can't read my handwriting and I just, I feel like I've already learned it. Yeah. So I have some issues there. So the, the takeaway is that do what works for you. For me, I think I would rather have like a tablet in hand um, and, and take notes that way. But, you know, everyone's different. So I will say though, the agenda app um, can be really, really useful for you. So regardless of if you like technology or not, do need to use the app and plan out your days. So um, some great advice here is like, yes, choose your first choice for the program that you want to attend for the session that you want to attend, but also have a backup because a lot of times those sessions can fill up so quickly and then you get in there and there's not enough room. Um, if you didn't show up early, somebody might've, you know, taken your seat and you don't want to be standing the whole time. So plan it out. Don't wait until the day of and decide which ones you'd like to attend and then which ones um, you'll attend if it doesn't you know, work out the way that you hoped. But um, I thought that was great advice just to get there early and plan it out because um, you do have limited time there and you just want to attend the sessions that are going to be most relevant to you. This is where I'm a super big dork because I love planning out my sessions. I like obsess over it. So I'm participating in NRPA virtually this year and I've already been planning out my schedule, even though I'm not physically going to be there. I have been like, I don't know, obsessively planning my sessions. And like Becky mentioned, you know, use the use the scheduling app. Um, we're really lucky with IPRA2 that we have an app that we can use. So you know exactly which room you need to be in and when. Um, so it's really good to know. And someone else said, you know, figuring out like a map of the conference rooms and where you need to be and when. Um, that was one of the mistakes that I made early on in my career attending conferences was not knowing where my com where my session rooms were. So then you're wandering around not knowing where to go. Thankfully, most people can tell that you have no idea where you're going and they'll, you know, offer to assist you. Hey, what are you looking for? Where are you going? Um, and they take you under their wing. But it's definitely helpful if you know where you're going so that you don't end up on the opposite end of where you need to be and you've only got a couple minutes to get there. So definitely plan it out. Um, and then the one of one of the last bits of information, divide and conquer with staff. Um, when I was at the Park Ridge Park District, we used to sit down and everyone would go around the room and talk about which sessions that we were going to attend. That way, if there was a session that like three or four people wanted to go to, we would kind of decide, okay, really, you know, maybe Marissa doesn't need to go to that one. So I would like, you know, go with my second choice instead. So that way you are bringing really good information back. I would say of all the districts that I've worked for, Park Ridge was probably the best at conquering conference um, because we had a pre-conference meeting where we would discuss which sessions that each person was going to go to. And then when we came back the week after conference, we would all sit down and go around the room and share one big takeaway that we had. We wouldn't go around and explain each 
you know, session that we went to. And it, then we would have some time where people could meet up with each other and say, hey, you went to that session. What did you learn? Can I see your notes? Um, so it was a really good opportunity for that. And then one of the other things, um, listening to the virtual coffee talk discussions with Court Jones um, from Open Space Radio. So those can help prepare you for conference as well. Yeah. And I think just kind of having something that you can listen to each day, it's kind of a way to get hyped up and excited. You know, maybe you're getting ready in your hotel room and you're, you're kind of wondering what's on the schedule for today. I think it's really a creative idea that they've put together um, over on Open Space Radio to host those virtual coffee talks. So definitely give that a listen if you're interested. Um, but Marissa was talking a lot about kind of dividing and conquering and just making sure that um, you are utilizing all of, you know, anybody who's able to come that you're getting as much information as you can. And so, you know, you talked briefly about bringing that back and just making sure that your time was well spent and that you can actually put things into action. So that's the third thing that we're going to talk about today. You know, I think a piece of that, we can kind of jump to how do you share that information? So maybe it's as simple as kind of just doing a round table like you discussed and you just talk about one thing that you learned or that you took away from conference that was really helpful to you. Um, you, I've also done it where you have like kind of a lunch and learn presentation. So, you know, uh, at the city of Boulder, like there, you know, not everybody can go to conference. And so if you were selected, then you had to come back and you had to create a presentation and share it with the group during a lunch and learn and let people know what session you attended, what your takeaways were, and what it means for how you're going to change things moving forward. And I thought that that was a really good idea so that you have like that dedicated time to share what you learned, but also knowing that you will have that coming up means that you're going to pay attention more. And it means you're going to plan out your sessions so that you pick something that is really, really helpful to you. And that will be um, something that you want to share moving forward. So it's not just about what you learned, but it's really about making the case for why they should send you again, because you guys know education and, you know, conference budgets get slashed all the time. And you just want to find the, the compelling reasons, the return on investment of why you know, why it's a good reason for you to go to conference. And so I think if you can just be, you know, have as much, uh, you know, data or as much like uh, evidence is the word I'm looking for to back up um, that justification, then I would definitely say um, you, you just want to be as compelling as possible so that you can continue to go into the future. So that's kind of a few ideas on how to take that information back. But there's also some other tips around how to stay in touch with your connections, which I'm personally not very good at. So Marissa, why don't you share that advice? I'm not great at it either, but I will say that on a state level, when I've gone to state conferences, I've met people and I've made some really good connections. I was, I've only gone to national conference once. Um, and 
I was just kind of, you know, entry level position. And so I was kind of shy and a lot of people were executive directors and things like that. I have run into those people again since then. And I just kind of say, hey, remember we met at NRPA um, when we do finally run into each other again. But I have, um, that is one area that I do make a lot of good connections is when I'm at state conference and really connecting with those people. Um, a lot of times I'll grab their business card and then when I get back to the office, I'll say, hey, you know, we met at state conference. You had some really good information about this or you presented um, and I'll contact them and reach out to them. Sometimes I'm even so much as a creeper and I'll add them on like Facebook um, so that we stay connected. Um, those, you know, those connections are really important and they really do take you a long way. And I'll be interested to see when I go to state conference this coming January, now that I've been on the podcast and I've made more connections that way, um, if I'm more outgoing and willing to meet people and introduce myself. But um, really, conferences can be, you know, we just had Supervisor Symposium last week on my birthday um, here in Illinois. And I met a lot of great new people there and just kind of started talking and networking Um you know, in that way too. So those connections really are super important and you should try to maintain them when you get back. Um, like I said, adding them on LinkedIn, adding them on Facebook, um, sending them an email, things like that, you know, that way when you do see them again in a meeting later or a job interview down the line, you can say that, you know, hey, remember me? So um it, it really is a great way to network and you really do need to keep those, you know, connections going. So, um, and then some other things for implementing new ideas, um, deciding on a few ideas that you definitely want to try, whether they're short term, midterm or long term. Um, so someone had commented on the Facebook page about making sure trying to come up with something that you can implement immediately when you get back, then something that you can implement in like three to six months, and then something else that you can implement maybe like a year down the line. And that's really something that I need to get better at. So I get super pumped at conference. I end up getting really um, excited to bring back new ideas, to implement different ways of organizing you know, my programs, different ways of budgeting my programs, different ways of marketing my programs. Maybe it's facilities. I learn all of these great things and I'm so pumped to bring them back. And then you get back and you're hit with all of the work that you have to do. So really, I was told, I want to say two or three years ago by one of my executive directors to just pick one or two things that you are going to do. Don't try to conquer everything. You know, maybe keep a notepad or a tablet with you and write down things, um, from session, you know, the one thing from each session that you would like to do when you get back and then pick one that you're going to try to implement within, you know, like immediately. And then, like I said, three to six months later and then a year later, um, you know, really trying to take those things back with you. And this kind of goes back to the whole not overindulging while you're at conference. I do like to take time between sessions to sit down and reflect on what I just learned. And I like to take notes about how I can bring that back to my agency. Because otherwise, like I said, by the time you get back to work, you've been gone for several days. You've got piles of emails. You've got piles of issues from your staff, from your participants, from your members. So you, you know, it's like when you take 
time off for vacation and you come back and it's, you know, you've got a ton of stuff waiting for you. So I really like to take that time instead of, um, you know, going and grabbing a drink or something like that or not feeling well and needing to lay down. I'm really taking that time to go back up to my room and write some notes about what I just learned and how I'm going to bring that back and implement it. I think that's great advice because it's really tempting just to go to one thing to the next because things are scheduled in that way. Um, But if you can make the time to reflect back, then I think you'll feel better about your experience knowing that you're going to move things forward. So I think that's great advice. Um, So when you do get home, you know, figure out what you want to do with all of those notes. And maybe this conversation has inspired you to maybe take less notes and just focus on what you how it applies specifically to you because you're not trying to make more work for yourself. You're just trying to do the things that are going to help you and your agency. Um, And then the last thing is really just to follow up on anything that you might need for CEUs. I think most of that is handled uh, on site or through the app, kind of just depending on your specific circumstance, but just make sure that you get those so you can get credit. Um, And one thing that we didn't actually talk about here, but if you are just doing the online conference, you know, I think just having that dedicated space and time to focus on the conference. So maybe that involves, you know, if you're, if you're working from home or you've got kind of a different schedule, you could get a babysitter or you could like rent out an office for the day and really just focus on the task at hand, you know, like, which is the conference, which is something that you paid for and invested in. Um, and if you're at the office, like let people know, Hey, I'm attending this conference virtually and I won't be available or as available as usual. So, you know, you could put an email, um, like an auto responder on that tells people that I, I think that there should be, we should normalize that a little bit more. If you're supposed to be paying attention to it, then make the time, make the space to do that. And, um, that will hopefully help you get the most out of it. Yeah, for those of you who follow us on Instagram, if you remember back to January when I had state conference virtually, um, I believe that's one of the things that I mentioned is I loved having it virtually because there wasn't all this travel and um, I was able to kind of pick and choose sessions a little bit easier, but I had a super hard time focusing. Um, And I think that I've gotten a lot better at it over the last, you know, nine months. But I know that for me, now that I'm thinking about it, and now that Becky brought it up, I'm starting to think to myself, should I get extra office staff to cover the office those days next week while I'm in the middle of sessions? Um, Right now, both my kids are at school. So should I come home and do my sessions instead of staying at the office where likely I'm going to get interrupted, you know, even if I go into a separate room and lock the door, you know, people always come knocking. So um, yes, if you are doing it virtually, just keep that in mind that it is kind of kind of a different rodeo um, and you have different distractions. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Like when you do go to conference, the expectation is that you won't be checking emails as often. Okay. We know that you're still checking emails, but that you won't be able to respond as quickly. And yet there's something about being virtual where it's like, you're still expected to do everything that you were going to do anyways. And I think we just needed to kind of change that narrative, let people know and prepare in advance, say, hey, you guys, this is important. I'm looking forward to these sessions. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to make sure you are aware of what I'm learning about. But like for these two, three days, I need to kind of check out so I can check in and focus on this. So, yes. 
Totally okay, agree. guys. I think we did it. I think we went through all these different tips. There were so many good ones. I think we got through most of them. I do just want to give a special shout out because we did not come up with these. Um, (laughs) I wish we could say we did. We did not come up with these. And so I took down some of the names that contributed up until 9 p.m. Eastern. But thank you to Allison, Katie, Rox, Candy, Carrie, Shauna, Paula, Donna, Melanie, Maureen, Lauren, Jess, Hibba, Lissa, Lisa, Desiree, Colette, Gail, Katie, Jennifer, Laura, Katie, Penny, Carrie, Jennifer, Alicia, Hillary, Joyce, and Marissa. Of course. Aw. Holy cow. And you, Becky. Oh, yeah. Some of these were some original ideas. Yeah. Well, it's fun once you get to thinking about them. You're like, oh, yeah. I remember what it's like to be in person at an event. I know. Can you believe it's been like two years? Holy cow. It's wild. It is. It's so wild. Yeah. So <laughs> for those of, the, you, the, of you that are attending in person, enjoy it for the rest of us. Um, hopefully we'll all be back next year. And if you're attending a state conference or whatever it may be, enjoy it. I know I'm attending and helping to actually lead the virtual component of the shift summit coming up in October. So I'm going to Grand Junction for that. Um, So I'm excited about that. That'll be like my, you know, main conference and my main travel this fall. Um, But other than that, just stay safe out there, you guys. Um, Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Make, um, you know, just do what's right for you. And we hope that this episode was helpful. Um, Feel free to let us know. Connect with us on LinkedIn or over on Instagram. Anything else, Marissa? I think that's about it. Until next time, let's talk parks. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye.